This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the unknowns around the economy right now have a variety of business leaders taking stock of what is going on and how it might impact their operations. Issues like risk, valuations, productivity, raising capital, they are some of the topics discussed in a new report about the private sector recently completed by Deloitte Private. Wolf Tone is leader of Deloitte Private in the U.S. and globally and joins us right now. Wolf, great to have you with us. Thanks for a few moments today. Dan, pleasure to be on with you. Thank you, sir. Um, All right, so with all of these dynamics, kind of give us the overview of what you found out in this report as to how private companies are kind of, you know, looking at the lay of the land right now. And we really found some interesting outcomes from the recently conducted survey. And a few things really stood out. First, talent, technology, and productivity are top in mind, top mind investments. And so we just listened to the last, last segment on AI. So whether it be hiring for AI, technology, digital transformation, cost restructuring, or just hiring needs in general, this is most private companies are relying heavily on capital to do so. The second is that nearly every private company, 87%, are facing challenges, challenges accessing capital. And the reasons are they're seeing decreased valuations of their businesses, the increasing interest rate environment, supply chain issues, et cetera. I don't think any of these are a complete surprise, but what was surprising is that private companies with revenues less than $200 million that conducted our survey seem to be facing greater challenges than private companies with revenues in excess of $200 million. It's really a tale of two cities. Most, the final thing here is that we also saw that nearly 50% of the respondents believe their organization has declined in value over the past year. And most of those companies that saw a decline in value are open to being acquired in the next six months. And what this really could indicate is an increase in M&A activity as we close out 2023 and move into 2024. Is it a total surprise for a lot of these uh, these business leaders that they are having issues with raising capital because of these valuation issues? I, I mean, for the conversation in the last couple of years has been, in many cases, about how overvalued a lot of these valuations seem to be. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll find an overvalue or undervalue, but there, there certainly has been a higher multiple play, paid over the over the last number of years, given the frothiness of both financial and strategic uh, investors. With that being said, you know I, I would say that the the in, raising rising interest rates have probably brought a fresh perspective to many buyers, and with that, probably a decrease, a likely decrease in in multiples, and and probably a reversion to what may be more more uh, uh, relatable or historical valuations for private companies. How are they focusing on growth right now, especially with a lot of the dynamics in the economy at the moment? Absolutely. You know, there, there, there's a, depends on the industry. Growth, growth is, and a lot of these organizations are relying upon capital to drive growth. In fact, a vast majority said that they're going to they're, they're looking to capital to raise to for their growth aspirations around the hiring of individuals or people to 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 do the operations, the hiring of individuals to do the large digital transformations or move to AI, the need to increase market share, 
less folks, less of the respondents were looking to raise capital for acquisitions or to buy market share, which may be an indication of, of sort of batten, battening the hatches down and really focusing on the core competency of the business itself. What about the, the finding of the capital and, and the access to it and kind of the mindset of, of, of those that have that capital and, and maybe a little bit of a tighter purse string in terms of kind of letting that, uh, uh, letting that revenue get to the company right now? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, that, it kind of goes right to that tale of two cities. It's, it's, it's interesting because the organizations that are relying most heavily on capital to grow are facing the greatest challenges. And they're facing those challenges in, in really three different areas. It's a raising interest rate, the fear of recession, and, and, and the inability to have a, a strong balance sheet. And those are the organizations that are under $200 million. And, and, and by virtue of that, so they're, they're saying, hey, we, we need to go to the markets to get that funding. They're heavily turning to bank funding. But given one of their challenges is rising interest rates, it's impeding their ability to grow. And, and so it becomes this ironic twist of those with, with great balance sheets can get capital. Those with, with probably lighter balance sheets and a greater concern of interest, rates hike, interest rate hikes can't find the funding and can't grow. And yet the organizations that are a, a little bit bigger and stronger balance sheets are finding access to capital. I guess the, then the question becomes is where these companies believe that they're going to be headed in the next probably, what, 12 to 18 months, because we've been hearing about recession for a while. We've been hearing about, you know, whether or not we're going to see lower interest rates at some point. It it doesn't seem like the rates are going to come down. The potential of recession is probably rising just a tick, depending on the, the level of impact. Is the conversation around some of these issues now that they're going to be kind of in this through 2024 at this point? It, it, it's really a fascinating discussion and, and really what the basis is is you when you look at private companies as opposed to publicly listed organizations one common denominator for private companies is this concept of resiliency and i use that term because they measure they, they look at uh cycles a little bit differently and the impact of economic headwinds let me give the example of of what a lot of private companies are in America. They're family-owned. And when you have a multi-generational family-owned business, they view the outcome uh, or they, they view cycles a little bit differently because many of the owners have a long-term investment philosophy. They've been through many economic cycles, and they know it's just that. It's just a cycle. And so by staying true to the mission and and having you know their, their, their finger on the pulse of, of their balance sheet and ensuring that the operations are running effectively – they weather those storms and also are willing to make investments in the future, recognizing that more likely than not we'll come to a positive ending uh, in the near term. What's the uh, what do you find really as the biggest takeaway then from this report? The, the biggest takeaway on this report is two things. One, one is the the the. The, the tale of two cities, the bifurcation on the impact of some of the economic headwinds on the larger private companies versus those that are under $200 million in revenue. Really, really, you're starting to see uh, the challenges becoming uh, more, more apparent for those smaller businesses. The second is that with the number of organizations, again, nearly 50% saw a decline in value and nearly 
the vast majority of those companies being open to being acquired, this could point to a positive impact to the M&A activity uh, going into 23 and 24. This is private companies are effectively the lifeblood for both financial and strategic buyers. And as these organizations become willing to become acquired, I think you can see some greater activity in the M&A market. So that's an interesting element because that that's been relatively cool the last uh, the last few months as well. And I, I think, as you alluded to, that's an important component of, of kind of the economy and the markets just in general is having that certain level of M&A going on. Uh, and, and so I guess that's very interesting to keep an eye on the next couple of years. I, I, I fully agree. I think, if, again, if the, if the report is, is supportive of the general feelings of private company environment across across the U.S., you can certainly see, you know, and again, again the, the decrease in valuations and an, and an acceptance of those valuations may point to more willing sellers, recognizing that we certainly have a fair number of willing buyers. You mentioned uh, about the level of declining valuations and, and so many companies, you know, having those those on the decline right now. What do you think that says about the landscape at the moment? There's probably there's probably uh, some indications of, of values determined in a number of different different ways. You know, every valuation report is based upon a number of different uh, different premises. One being discounted cash flows, so the other being comparable sales, and, and focused on on uh, public markets. And so, when you look at those independently, you'd say rising inc- interest rates would have a, have a negative impact on discounted cash flows of an organization and therefore reduce valuations. And, and similarly, if you look at the public markets, depending upon the sector, uh, and I recognize the market is up a little bit today, but, but in, you know, depending on the sector, you may see decreased valuations for public companies, which then would be cause a, a reduced valuation for private companies as a whole. Yeah, you just kind of opened the door that I wanted to go to anyway, because obviously we focus on the markets closely, and I think we're looking for anything at this point that could potentially lead us to a pretty good run uh, on Wall Street in the months ahead. Understood. You know, I, I spent my my career focused on private companies, and, and the market is a fascinating – the public markets are a fascinating place. But the fact is, is that more companies are staying private. And, you know, yeah. absent, absent, you know, probably the last 24 months preceding, majority of companies are staying private. And it's, it's really the economic lifeblood of America. And so this report may be more indicative of the general business environment, you know, as, as opposed to even looking at the markets themselves. What, what about the level of companies who are making the decision to go from public to private? How is that potentially being impacted by this as well? It's a, fair, it's a fair question, and, and there are so many elements that go into those decisions, far beyond beyond what this report uh, reflects. But cert- certainly, decisions around you know looking at the interest rates, the value of the business today, the cost of being public, uh, th- those are those are some of the, the elements that must be decided, as well as just a, a litany of decisions. Those are those are big, heavy decisions that need to be made. But but yeah. you know, depending on valuations of the business, may be the right choice. We we mentioned when the, when the pandemic was really at its height, and, and I was talking with a variety of different CEOs, and one of the questions I always asked them seemingly was, 
about whether or not their business was seeing a pivot because of the pandemic, because of all that's going on. I, I would imagine there's an element of pivot that even could be playing in to what you're talking about with this report. When you think about all the issues around labor force, all the issues around technology and where these companies are going to be going in the years ahead. There is no question there's a pivot. Again, I refer back to the conversation you just had around AI. AI and the implications of, of, of that are impacting nearly every business in America, whether directly or indirectly. And so the pivot is not only caused by those external forces and, and technology implications that are, that are on the horizon or with us today, but also the more tangible forces such as rising interest rates. And so t- together, it's almost they, they are certainly pushing against one another in a, in a, in a push-pull, meaning, meaning organizations that really want to invest heavily into digitization, into AI, need the funding to do it. They also need the bodies to do it, and those bodies are tough to find, but they'll need the capital raised to ensure it happens, yeah. and that capital can be expensive. Well, right, exactly. Wolf, great to have you with us. Thanks very much for your time. All the best. Thank you very much. Take care. You too, as well. Uh, Wolf Tone, who is uh, leader of Deloitte Private uh, here in the U.S. and globally. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.